This week at ANZ, there's a major survey coming out. It's looking at financial well-being. And what exactly is financial well-being? And why is it something that ANZ says it cares about? The survey itself is masterminded by Professor Elaine Kempson, a world-renowned expert on financial well-being. Uh, Basically, what it looks to do is to come up with simple measures of financial well-being, by which I mean your ability to meet your day-to-day commitments, having a bit of room for manoeuvre beyond that, but also having resilience for the future that will stop you getting into payment difficulties. So we're looking at uh, a range of fairly simple measures that are meaningful, but also then what determines those measures? Everything from behaviours to knowledge to attitudes to personality traits and then into uh, things such as income, income drops, whether your parents talked to you about money as a child, whether you had financial education, your age, um, which part of Australia you live in. So a range of different factors and their relative importance. So there you have it. Everything from behaviours to knowledge to attitudes to personality to income. Already you get a sense of the scale of this survey and the incredible complexity of determining what financial well-being is and how it can be improved. But according to Professor Kempson, some things are clear. First, that ANZ has a role to play here. And second, that the survey holds some of the best answers we've got on the way forward. As a core for any bank, it should be to be promoting the well-being of the customers that you deal with and not damaging that well-being, that resonates with the two main findings, the two biggest drivers, the two behaviours. One is saving, active saving, and that's absolutely core business for a bank like ANZ, promoting both the regularity of saving um, and also saving into the right savings vehicles. Clearly, that's uh, That's got both a social dimension and a commercial dimension. The other one, the other big predictor is not borrowing for daily expenses, and that is a little more difficult because obviously everybody aspires to lend responsibly, but it does mean monitoring how people are using and more particularly how people are repaying their credit cards to identify those people who seem to have an over-reliance on a credit card or an overdraft for daily living because that is not a good strategy and it does not promote financial well-being. The thing about CSR is that it is a response to evolving societal and stakeholder expectations and so what was good enough or best practice five years ago is not good enough or it's an ordinary approach uh, today. Dr Leora Black is a principal at Deloitte and formerly the managing director of the Australian Centre for Corporate Social Responsibility. She sees the push for values like financial wellbeing as an evolution from CSR, a way to be holistic and to meet changing community expectations. So expectations are moving very rapidly and I think that despite the um, the efforts of the banks generally speaking, they have not um, been fast enough in adapting to uh, expectations about the way consumers are treated. And so we have a situation where there are pockets of all of the banks that are doing amazing things, in, uh, including for customers, but it's not even. You talk about expectations. What I mean, it's a big question, but what are reasonable expectations for a bank the size of ANZ, for example? Um, you know, yeah, what, what do we actually want the banks to be doing? 
Well, I, I think ANZ Bank uh, does understand the, uh, it's the nature of the expectations and uh, responsibilities as reflected in their annual sustainability reporting. Uh, we want our banks to be financially resilient. Uh, we want them to play a, um, a positive role in social and economic development. We want them to lend responsibly, and that can mean a whole host of things. We want them to treat their customers fairly. Uh, we want them to treat their employees well. Um, those are those are the expectations, and they sound like straightforward and simple expectations. But in the implementation of uh, responses to those expectations in a big and complex organisation, it's really hard. Is part of the problem perhaps that CSR was, um, I guess, somewhat siloed for a long time and seen as, well, you do a bit of good on the side, but otherwise it's business as normal. It seems to me that the conversation is moving a little bit to going, well, you know, triple bottom line, shared value, just other ways of framing what it is to be a good company. Uh, I think uh, what you say is true, that CSR has come uh, from a position where it was ro- widely regarded as synonymous uh, with philanthropy to a position where it's increasingly recognised as n- it's not about how you uh, spend your money, it's about how you make your money. And so every decision in every part of a business is affected uh, by that. Uh, so it's an attitude and an orientation towards understanding, being willing to understand the nature of your impacts, both direct and indirect and being uh, willing and, and capable of um, avoiding those uh, negative uh, impacts in whether they're social or environmental or economic and creating proactively creating positive uh, positive impacts in all of those uh, domains.